Welcome to C-Store Technology Oracle, a podcast featuring discussions with experts about technology disruption and how it is impacting convenience stores today, as well as what's ahead for tomorrow. I'm your host, Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions. Today, we're talking about social media and digital media trends ahead for 2020. I'm here with Mari Smith, premier Facebook marketing expert, social media thought leader, and CEO of Mari Smith International. She's going to share some trends to watch and some best practices to maximize your social media reach in the year ahead. Mari, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here with us today. My pleasure, Erin. I'm so happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Great. Well, to kick us off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your business, and the customers your business serves? Absolutely. So I am very, very passionate about relationships and technology Mm -hmm. as people and the internet. And so it's just been an absolute delight for me to be a Facebook expert since 2007, so 13 years now, and really it's all about relationships. And so I love to use these technologies, Facebook, Instagram, the whole family of apps, Messenger, WhatsApp. I'm active on, on the others too, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And I serve small and medium-sized business owners, marketers, brands. I do quite a bit with direct sales, certainly retail stores. I serve online and offline. And really directing my audience to embody best practices, no matter what's happening with technology, because it all comes down to how are we interacting on a relationship basis with our audience. Great. And so when did you first become interested in social media? And then how did that bring you to where you are today as a, as a Facebook marketing expert and social media thought leader? Sure. Well, I mean, it was really an evolution. But when I think back to my very, very like early teen years, I had these two parallel loves, like I say, throughout my entire varied career in sales and marketing and administration. And then when I emigrated from Scotland to San Diego, California in 1999, I became an entrepreneur. And I put those two loves, my love of people and technology, and became really doing internet marketing. I created information products. I was doing trainings and events. And then it was in 2007, I got an invitation to join a beta test team for a Facebook app. And I absolutely fell in love with the platform. I just literally could see and sense the vision of Mark Zuckerberg and his uh, colleagues. And so uh, it just, yeah, I just was like, okay, that's it. I'm going all in with Facebook. And I just, you know, everybody I met, I'm like, are you on Facebook? Let me show you how. And, and this was long before they had anything for businesses. They didn't have pages, they didn't have groups, they didn't have ads for sure. But I could see the power of using Facebook for professional networking and really building that virtual rapport, as I call it. Very neat. So I I interviewed you last year about trends going into 2019. Uh, And I know you mentioned at the time a few things that you were seeing. You talked about a drive toward more short videos. You Mm -hmm. talked about posting stories on Facebook and Instagram. And you also talked about using Facebook Messenger chatbots. So I'm curious, as we move into 2020, Are those trends still trending or is it important to be focusing in different ways 
to be successful in 2020? Okay, well, the good news is absolutely, they are definitely still trending. Short form video is critical for businesses of all sizes, and that's really in the stories format. But also you can post short form videos, anything from 15 seconds to a minute or two on your Instagram feed and your Facebook feed. The stories format, we're now at half a billion daily active users, that's 500 million DAUs, daily active users on both Instagram and on Facebook. And because the company has been really, really emphasizing, prioritizing the use of the stories format, it's, it's really, it's, it's a, such a powerful way for, for, you know, businesses of all sizes to reach their audiences in a, in a kind of a more informal way. So the stories format, absolutely. And then the cool thing with chatbots, uh, absolutely. That's a huge, huge area that I would strongly recommend uh, for convenience store owners and small business owners. The thing is, I want to circle back to the short form video and the stories. What's changed since we spoke last year, Erin, is TikTok. TikTok has become the number one most downloaded app in the last 12 months around the world. And they're owned by a Chinese-based company called ByteDance. And it's absolutely taking that younger generation by storm. And so what's happening is that Mark Zuckerberg and his team are having to really double down on iterating their features to try to draw in that younger audience. And then what I'm also seeing is some competitors coming on the market. Like there, there's a um, short form video sharing app. There's one called Byte, B-Y-T-E, by the same makers of Vine. And there's another one called Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I. So I think that in 2020, we're going to see the market kind of a little bit flooded with these short form video sharing apps. And I wouldn't go too crazy, like trying them all out, but definitely keep an eye on where your demographic is. So given that, you know, if you had to list three maybe trends that convenience stores should be really aware of and kind of focused on as they go in, into 2020, what would those be? I would, I would absolutely still stick with video because video, oh, I just love video. You know, I've always said that there's no amount of sophisticated technology that can ever take the place of meeting people live and in person. And of course, convenience stores, any physical store retailer has that beautiful ability to connect with people in person. Uh, the next best thing though is video. So if you're wanting to reach an audience that's not let, not yet your customers, you can do video and it could be that short form video or just using your phone behind the scenes and getting people to interact with you. And so that's one aspect. I would say video and stories for sure. The interesting thing about chatbots is that I'm seeing that a lot of marketers, business owners have been a little reticent to jump into them. There's a lot of mm, maybe some fear or misunderstanding about like how they really work and people are not sure about doing anything too automated. But I could, I could give a quick example. I literally just the other day purchased a pair of um, night glasses. They're those blue light blockers, kind of the amber lenses. Mm-hmm. And it was online, this company called Swanwick. And um, I went and I made my purchase, really beautiful um, page. And now, of course, I know this is an online business. But what was so cool is the moment I finished my purchase, I land on the confirmation page with a video message from the owner of the company. And then I see the little messenger 
a recognizable messenger like uh, logo. And, uh, you know, when you're logged in, most of us all stay logged in. So I see my own little name and face there. Okay. And so it's like, do you want to get confirmation and track your package through messenger? And I'm like, sure. And I click that button and instantly I get this personalized confirmation in my messenger inbox. It's actually got my confirmation order, my tracking my package. And I'm like, that is awesome. So, you know, a convenience store retailer, if there's ways that you can integrate the chatbot um, mechanism in there, whether it's just some automated directions, frequently asked questions, hours, specials, sales, anything like that, then I would get started with that, keep it simple, and then see how you can build it out throughout the year to, to really get creative with your chatbot. Mm-hmm. Well, you, we've talked about Facebook Messenger, you mentioned TikTok, and some of these other up-and-coming platforms that the younger generations are excited about. So as a convenience store retailer heading into the new year, where should my focus be? I know in the past, we've heard a lot about focus on the big three, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, And then, you know, last year we started hearing a lot more about Snapchat. Where should convenience stores be focusing their efforts in the new year? I honestly might take Twitter out of that mix. It really, really depends. Twitter seems to have a really kind of niche audience. Um, Obviously, in some areas, it's very, very popular. But for convenience store retailers, I would absolutely continue on with Facebook being the number one social network and the own Instagram. So one or other or both, depending on your demographic, Instagram tends to be slightly younger. Uh, But if you have a really young demographic, like in their tweet, their, their teens or you know early 20s probably late teens test tiktok now i personally i'm going to tell you and put this on record (laughs) i public i did put it on my facebook profile that i chose to delete my tiktok account i deleted account and i i removed the app off my phone now i don't tend to have an audience in their teens that's not really who i'm serving but um, you know, I just was reading up about the app and, and I tested it out a little bit and, and I just decided it wasn't for me. So I'm just putting that on record for your listeners because I'm kind of giving you permission. Don't, if you're seeing all this hype and buzz about TikTok, don't feel bad. So, oh, well, Mari doesn't use it. <laughs> but if you do have like that really young audience, give it a whirl. If it's yours, if it's, you know, maybe, especially maybe you, some of your listeners might have uh, children that are in their, you know, young adults that are in their teens and they're loving TikTok. So find out from your kids. What are they doing? How are they using it? And and maybe it's something you can incorporate in your business. Snapchat is definitely a little more mature in terms of, you know, market penetration. And it's definitely used by that younger demographic too. So I would say, you know, Facebook and or Instagram, give it, you know, definitely keep going with those guys. You know what, one more, what I I would add in here, Erin, is uh, YouTube. If you're producing video content anyway, I would go ahead and uh, do YouTube because it's, it's owned by Google and it's really the number two search engine in the world, right? Second only to Google. So, and when you do a search on Google, your YouTube videos can come up. And so we've talked about uh, the different platforms that Gen Z's looking at. One thing I wanted to ask you is about Facebook. Is Gen Z also using Facebook or is that mostly, you know, baby boomers, Gen X and older millennials? Do you do you see Gen Z on Facebook today? I've seen studies out there that the Gen Z audience is dramatically declining uh, on Facebook. And that's much to the extreme annoyance of Zuckerberg. You know, he would love to try to capture that audience because they're the future, right? If he doesn't get more and more younger audience over the years, like the coming, you know, five or 10 years, then, uh, you know, they, he's going to have to come up with some other things. But 
Yeah, the, the Gen Zs are really all in on TikTok and then a big portion of them uh, with Snapchat. And they're also, what's really fascinating, I mentioned a couple other like new apps like Byte and Quibi uh-huh. and whatever else is going to come on the market. I think that we might see in 2020 a brand new emerging app. It could also come out of China um, or is it anywhere out except the US. It might, it might come out from the US, but I think we need to just keep a close eye on upcoming apps, but you know, don't go too crazy as a, a store owner thinking that you have to jump in and, and get right in there with, with the kids once they've got the new app. But just keep your eye on the horizon because there could be an app that we don't even know about that's going to take the market by storm. And we need to be ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so let's switch gears a bit and talk about influencers and brand ambassadors. So I know going into 2019, I was hearing a lot about influencers and brand ambassadors who have this pre-existing trust with their audience and and how important it was to create partnerships with them to help deliver their brand message. And I believe the idea being that, especially with uh, younger millennials and uh, upcoming Gen Z, they were more likely to trust something that they heard from from a friend or from a, a brand ambassador influencer that they followed and admired than they were from a traditional advertisement. So I'm curious how you see this playing out in 2020 and what role you see influencers having in the new year. Yeah, I I love this subject. It's very close to my heart uh, as an influencer myself. But the challenge with influencer marketing is that every single aspect or category of influencers all gotten lumped together. And I was literally just yesterday reading an article, I think it was on Vice, and the, the title said, goodbye to the influencer decade and thanks for nothing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, good. oh, <laughs> that's a good headline. But I see really 2020, now that we're count, closing out the decade, as it was a really was a big decade of influencers, there's a big shakeout there's a big shakeout um, and there's like there's niche influencers micro and nano they call them you know, really really small small audiences and I think with with your convenience store listeners you could absolutely still connect with and partner up with influencers and uh, if they're well vetted they have a proven track record proven results an impeccable reputation and most importantly they have an audience that's a fit for you I mean we could literally segue what we've just been talking about uh, that Gen Z audience with the TikTok and the Snapchat, if you have that kind of demographic you want to attract into your store, by all means, look to see who's coming into your store anyway, that, that, that is that age and notice if they're, or start asking them, you know, hey, are you using TikTok? And find out, you might find you somebody's coming right into your store that has, you know, 10,000 TikTok followers and they would be happy to talk to you about uh, some kind of an influencer arrangement. So that's what I would do. Neat. And can, can you help us break down the different kinds of influencers? Because I know for people who aren't familiar, it can get a little confusing. Mm-hmm. There's the, the macro influencers, um, the micro influencers. How many followers are we talking for these different influencers? How do you define the different groups? Yeah, well, there's a different range out there. I mean, obviously at the celebrity level, they've got in, into the millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for the most, most influencers are just called influencers, um, you know, 10,000 to a million followers macro. I don't, and that, that would be me. I mean, you know, I've got an aggregate of almost 2 million followers uh, if I combine all my channels and my reach, but I don't, nobody calls me a macro influencer. I think that probably the smaller ones, the micro and the nano, nano might be just, um, you know, up to a thousand or even 5,000 micro, but then there's a kind of overlap where the micro might be up to 10,000, somewhere like the 5,000 to 10,000. Um, 
But I think more importantly, if we just look at what results people, you know, what results businesses want to accomplish, Mm -hmm. and you could literally test someone that had, you know, 500 followers on Instagram, if they got uh, 10% of them to respond to a special offer or a coupon or come into your store, then then that's totally worth it. <laughs> They're the right audience. Mm-hmm. Great. And to switch gears a little bit again, you know, let's talk about digital media. Um, and let's talk about it in terms of engaging customers through through mobile apps mm-hmm. and loyalty programs or, or mobile commerce platforms, which a lot of convenience stores are doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, what trends are you seeing in that space? Well, mobile commerce, absolutely huge, huge area of growth. And what, uh, in terms of trends, it's definitely Facebook and Instagram. They have, or Mark Zuckerberg and his whole team, you know, have uh, as, as a globally reaching company. The mm-hmm. one area that uh, Facebook has never been able to get into is China. And their dominant app is WeChat. And China's WeChat is really like the internet. It's like a super app. WeChat is a mobile app that everything and anything is done inside of that app. It's a combination of like 50 Western apps. And one area that's really huge that the Western world, that Facebook and Instagram like really want to emulate is that mobile commerce. And so they're rolling out more and more ways to do like shopping and uh, payments and, and just with the Facebook marketplace, as well as Instagram shopping, Facebook shopping. Um, what I predict will be coming eventually, which I, I saw them testing it in beta many, many years back, and then it didn't quite come to fruition yet. And that's the combination of doing live broadcasts, whether Facebook or Instagram, and being able to have real-time shopping, literally almost like you know QVC or HSN um, meets Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and the ability to keep watching, streaming, picture-in-picture picture on your mobile device whilst you are making a purchase. So I appreciate that. So obviously more for the online world, but uh, perhaps convenience stores are also selling um, you know, some items online as well. Mm-hmm. That might be an area to keep an eye on. Interesting. Very neat. And and so as we move into 2020, if you had to give three best practices for convenience store retailers, what would they be? Oh gosh. Well, I love evergreen best practices because when you adopt them, you're golden. You don't have to keep pivoting with the latest technology or a new app or new feature. So I'd say number one is consistency. And what that looks like is whatever channels you've chosen that you post regularly, and it could be three times a week. It does not have to be daily. Of course, with stories disappearing every 24 hours, you probably want to do you know one story uh, every 24 hours. If you can do a sequence of three, three, that would be your goal to build up to is three stories kind of in a sequence every 24 hours and then on your wall your Facebook Instagram do three posts a week um, at minimum second one would be engagement and again a beautiful evergreen best practice always lean in get to know your audience you know just reply to people as promptly as you can spark discussion especially in like your instagram stories you know people absolutely love to touch their phones there's been surveys done where people touch their phones I'm not kidding like 
thousands of times a day. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, Instagram has made it, in particular, Facebook too, but especially on Instagram, you can do all kinds of interactive elements, ch- uh, chats, group chats, questions, polls. They've got these group stories now. Um, any way to get people to touch their phone. So engagement is a big one. And the third one I'm going to actually say is calls to actions. We call them CTAs, calls to actions. Uh, to not be afraid to ask. I see this a lot with marketers and business owners that they put content out there and they just assume that people will know what to do. But if you put your, put an offer on there, we've got a sale, hey, we've got some holiday specials or we've got, uh, you know, this new item or we're doing a customer appreciation day or whatever it might be, inviting them to come into the store and asking questions and you know, being seasonal and posting holiday uh, throughout the year, different you know, international or national days and um, just being looking on trend and obviously still being on brand, but not being afraid to put those calls to actions into your posts. So putting calls to actions into posts. And, and you also talked about consistency a bit earlier. I'd like to go back to that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know in the past we've had people talk about the consistency of uh, brand's voice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a bit about that? And is that still an important part of consistency and an important part to consider uh, going into the new year? It's vital. It's vital. You know what you just made me think of there is when we are watching, let's say, a TV series or a movie, and there's there's um, what we call character development, right? So character development. And as we're watching, we don't even know it's happening. It's literally part of our brain that just gets drawn in emotionally with stories. And so we start to get to know this character, the main character, whatever it might be. And then we, we, we get to know them in terms of like, well, that's in character. Oh yeah. Oh my God, that's totally out of character. That's weird. That would never happen. Right. <laughs> so it's similar to a brand is what you're doing is like character development. What are the characteristics of your brand in making sure that your employees, your staff, especially the forward facing public facing ones that are managing your social media channels, that they are absolutely embodying, embodying in what your brand characteristics are. And you've seen those like, you know, crazy things over the years where an employee got a hold of a Twitter account and put something out accidentally where they thought it was their own personal account. And it was really mm-hmm. the, the company account and they put something out. It's like completely out of character, <laughs> completely off brand. So it's absolutely, it's vital because then what happens, it's almost like subliminal when your audience is following your content then they're like, Oh yeah, that's to- Oh yeah. You know, there's that store, there's that brand, there's that person, there's that name. I just, I just love following them. I look forward to, to what that, what they have to say, you know? Well, great. Well, Mar, you've given us some really great uh, things to consider to do in the new year with our social media. Um, is there a social media handle or a website where listeners can go to get more information uh, from you? Of course. Yeah. Mari Smith. Um, Twitter is at Mari Smith. Facebook is Mari Smith. Instagram, Mari underscore Smith. Um, I like to say, just Google me. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thanks again for taking the time today uh, to speak about social media with our listeners. My pleasure. Happy to be here.